uh, how we do prayer in this service. The last, you know, several times we've done uh, ask prayer request people and have two or three men pray. And then several, I mean, last year for a while there, we broke up in little small groups. And we'd like to know what uh, meets your needs the most. Do you like meeting together in smaller groups or like the way we're doing it now? Uh, so you think about that because next Wednesday night I'm going to hand out a little uh, questionnaire, I mean a thing or choose uh, between those two. So do you like the way we're doing it right now? You just give prayer requests and ask two or three men to pray for the request. Or would you rather break up in those small groups uh, and, and pray that way? So you think about that. Next Sunday, I'll let you choose, and, and we'll, uh, whichever we get the majority of is what, what we'll do. We're going to keep praying either way, <laughs> whether there's uh, t- together or small groups. That's what I'd like to know from you. All right, we're continuing our study on the names of God. We went through the names of God in the Old Testament. Today, we're going to begin in the New Testament. And look at what the scripture said. We're going to look at the names of God for God the Father. We'll look at the names uh, for God the Son. And then also names for God the Holy Spirit. Of course, we won't do all that tonight. But we're going to begin with God the Father. And what we can, we'll do for God the Son. We have four names for God the Father. We have 21 names for God the Son. And so there's only 10 of them on your uh, handout there. So, and then we're going to look at, after we do that, the names of God, the Holy Spirit. So let's begin with the names of God, the Father. There's four of them. And the first one is obvious. Number one is God. God is a a name or title given to him. By the way, what is the name of God, the Father, his personal name? Jehovah. Okay, he's the one in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the word Jehovah is not used. And uh, at least like it is in the Old Testament. But the name of God, we're going to look at number one, God, the meaning there, the Greek word is called theos. It refers to his deity and as supreme being. The word God, when we think of God the Father, refers to his deity that he is God and as supreme being. It's equivalent to the Old Testament word Elohim. Elohim is what God is. That's the Old Testament word, but the New Testament word is theos. Application of God is it is the most common word for the Father in the New Testament. It's used 1,300 times in the New Testament referring to the Father as God. It is a recognition of the Father as the one and only true God. It is a recognition of the Father as the one and only true God. Usually what you see on the screen there, this underline is a blank on your sheet. You can fill out. So again, the first name we see for the Father is God. We saw the meaning, the application. Now look at the scripture references. We will not go through all 1,300 of them. <laughs> I'm just going to give you three of them, very popular ones, but you can keep this in mind when you read the New Testament. In Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus was speaking to Satan in the temptation He said, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live, but by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's referring to the Father. God there. Philippians 1, 3. 
Paul said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Again, referring to the Father. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Again, Paul's referring to the Father there. So there's many, many time, more times God is used, but that word God is the most common word referring to the Father. Number two, the second word or title given to the Father is the word Lord. The word Lord. This word Lord is curious. It is sometimes referred to men. Sometimes a servant referred to his master as Lord. But uh, the meaning is a title of honor, an expression of respect and reverence. Against many times it's used toward a human being. It's a title of honor, an expression of respect and reverence. It also refers to one who is supreme in authority, one who is master. And of course, that's the term given to the father. One who is supreme in authority, a master, is equivalent with the Old Testament word Adonai. The Old Testament of who God is. Who is he? He's master. He's Lord. He's God. Elohim is what he is. Application of the word Lord. Am I going too fast? Application is acknowledging who God is and his authority over one's life. So when you refer to the Father as the Lord, it's acknowledging who he is and his authority over your life. The New Testament uses this word 719 times. 100 times it refers to the Father. The rest of the time refers to Jesus Christ. We're going to cover that when we get to the names of the Son of God. But the word Lord is a reference to the Father's deity and means sovereign or master. The word Lord, in reference to the Father's deity, means the one who is sovereign, who is master. That's the second name given to the Father. The first one, God. The second one, Lord. The third one, in fact, in fact, we didn't cover the scripture on this, I'm sorry. The scripture references, and again, there's just a few here we have, but look for the word Lord. Verse 7, Lord, Jesus said unto him, speak again, speaking of temptation in the, in the wilderness, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the what? The Lord thy God. Verse 10. Then, then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee behind, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord. There's that term again, the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Matthew 9, 38, verse we know well, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. Of course, that's referring to the Father, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Acts 12, 11. This is when Peter was delivered out of prison. Brother Tozer preached on this. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of surety that the Lord, there's the term, has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people. Those are references to the word Lord. The next name given to the Father, of course, is the word Father. <laughs> 
God the Father. This is a title given to him. The word meaning here is used two different ways. Of course, father is one advanced in years. A senior or a physical parent or ancestor. In our case, it'd be a spiritual parent. But one advanced in years, a senior, a physical, oh, you write down a spiritual parent or ancestor. Application. The term father is a word of intimacy and personal relationship. A word of intimacy. Scripture references. Again, these are very popular ones. In Matthew 5, Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your what? Father, which is in heaven. And Matthew 6, talking about the Lord's Prayer. After this manner, therefore, praying our Father. Now, do you realize the Lord's Prayer is a prayer only for believers? An unbeliever cannot call God his Father because he's not born of God. Who's the Father of the unsaved? In John 12, 44, Jesus spoke to the Pharisees. He says, ye are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father would do. So the spiritual father of the unsaved is not God. It is Satan. Now, God is the creator of all, but he's not the father of all. He's the father of those who have received Christ as Savior. So the Lord's Prayer, I remember uh, many times our people, uh, we read that when I was in public school. All the students quoted that. But really, it is a, uh, a prayer for the believer because you're referring to God, our Father. And he's not your Father <clears throat> unless you've been born again by the Spirit of God. But that's a title given to the first person of the Godhead, the Father. In John 20, 21, it said, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you as my Father. That's what Jesus referred to. Have sent me, even so send I you. So Father is a term given to that. Uh, God the Father, a term of intimacy, a personal relationship. Number four, the last name we're going to give to God the Father is the word the Almighty. The Almighty. The meaning for this, the word means all-powerful one. <clears throat> it is used ten times in the New Testament. When it refers to the Almighty, it refers to God the Father. It's a term given to him. Again, the word means the all-powerful one. Application is the acknowledgement of God as all-ruling, absolute sovereign, and the omnipotent one. It's acknowledging God the Father as all-ruling, <clears throat> absolute sovereign, and the omnipotent one. What does the word omnipotent mean? Of course, all-powerful. God is, um, only God is omnipotent. That's application. Now, some references. <clears throat> Again, many of you know these. We're going to use two out of the book of Revelation, but they'll be on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. <clears throat> and will be a father unto you. You shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord, what? Almighty. 
<clears throat> given a term given to God the Father. Revelation 16. In verse 14, speaking that, it says, And they are the spirits of the devils, working miracles, which goeth forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole earth to gather them to battle of the great day of God. What? What battle is that referring to? The battle of Armageddon. So and during the book of Revelation, Satan will gather all the armies of the world together to go against God. And it's called the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Revelation 19.15. Again referring to that battle. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. And with it he shall smite the nations. And he will rule them <clears throat> excuse me, with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. <clears throat> Those are the four names given to God the Father. <clears throat> now look at the names given to God the Son. To God the Son. These are names and titles, according to the name. The first one, what do you think the first one is? Jesus, exactly. <laughs> Jesus is the name given to God the Son, the meaning it is his personal name. The personal name for God the Father is Jehovah. The personal name for God the Son is Jesus. It is the Greek form of the Hebrew word Joshua, both meaning Jehovah our Savior or Jehovah is Savior. So when they use the word Jesus, it is the Greek form of Joshua, the Old Testament, which means Jehovah, our Savior. Jesus is Jehovah, our Savior. The application, Jesus was his earthly name under which he was born, <clears throat> lived, and died. It is the name of his humiliation, of suffering and of sorrow. The name Jesus at the time he was on the earth was not uncommon. There were many named Jesus at that time. In fact, there's many people today named Jesus. Usually it's pronounced Jose, but it's um, common today also. So that was his personal name. He had while he was here on this earth and his humanity. Scripture references, we don't need to cover too many. I'm, many of you know them, but a few. <clears throat> references of the word Jesus. Matthew one twenty one. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and she, talking about Mary, shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, what? Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This is the angel speaking to Mary concerning her son, Jesus. John 21, verse 25. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there are also many other things which Jesus, there's the term, Jesus did, that which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. You ever thought, thought about it? In other words, Scripture says, if everything, all the miracles that Jesus did were written in a book, the world could not contain them all. So what we have in the Bible is only a fraction of what he did. And again, if everything he did was written in books, the world cannot contain That's a lot, is it not? In Acts chapter 1, verse 1, written by uh, Luke, 
It said, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. He showed himself alive after his passion, means his death by many infallible proofs, be seen of them 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So the first name for God the Son is Jesus. Number two, guess what the second name is? Christ. The second name given to God the Son is Christ. <clears throat> the meaning, the name Christ means anointed one. This is the official title of the Son of God. It says Jesus Christ. The official title, that means Jesus the anointed one. The official title given to Son of God. His personal name is Jesus. His official title is Christ. Application. The name Jesus is mentioned 612 times in the Gospels, 71 times in the rest of the New Testament to emphasize his humility. The name Christ is mentioned in the Gospels 56 times, while in the Acts and the Epistles 256 times to emphasize his exaltation. So Jesus was primarily in the Gospels, while Christ is primarily in the Epistles, though it was found both in each one of them. But one refers to his humility, Jesus did, and Christ refers to his exaltation. Give you a moment to fill that out. <laughs> The next one, look at the scriptures. Of course, many of you know far more than this, but these are ones I just wanted to use scripture references of the term Christ, the anointed one. By the way, the word Christ is the Greek word. What's the Old Testament that's equivalent? Messiah. Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, both referring to, both mean the anointed one. We'll get to the word Messiah next. Matthew 2, verse 4, a scripture reference for Christ. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Now, remember, that was the uh, Herod, the king. When the wise men came to fi find the child, Herod gathered all the priests together and wanted to know where Christ was born. Matthew 16, 16. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. John 20, 31. But these are written that, that, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Acts 2, 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. There's just a few of the references given to the second name of God the Son. The third one, we saw Jesus, we saw Christ. The third one to God the Son is Messiah. Messiah. It is used twice in the New Testament. It is primarily an Old Testament word. Meaning Messiah is the Hebrew word with the same meaning as Christ, which is the anointed one. So when it says Jesus 
the Messiah is saying the same thing, Jesus the Christ. Both mean the anointed one. One is the Old Testament word. Now with the New Testament, one is Hebrew and the other is Greek. Application. The Old Testament is full of predictions of the Messiah, while the New Testament is full of fulfillments of the Christ. <laughs> the Old Testament is full of predictions of the Messiah. There's over 300 prophecies concerning the coming Messiah in the Old Testament. Jesus fulfilled one-third of them at his first coming. He'll fulfill two-thirds at his second coming. But the Old Testament is full of predictions for the Messiah, the coming Messiah, the coming Christ, while the New Testament is full of fulfillment, fulfillments of the Christ. Let me give you some scripture references. John 1.41. I like this. Andrew referred to him, and he first findeth his own brother Simon, from up Peter, and saith unto him, We have found the what? The Messiah, Messias, which is being interpreted the Christ. So when Andrew found Jesus, the Messiah, who was the first one he went and told? His brother Peter. <laughs> John 4.25. The woman saith unto him, I know, this is the woman at the well, I know uh, the Messiah cometh, which is called the Christ. When he has come, he will tell us all things. And what did Jesus go on to say? I am the one you're seeking. The Messiah is coming. I am he. Number four. Number four. The first one, Jesus. The second one, was Christ, the third name given to Son of God, is Messiah. Number four is the word Lord. The word Lord is a title given to Jesus. The meaning, Lord, is Christ's title of deity. The meaning is, the Lord is the Christ's title of deity. Application. A person must acknowledge Jesus as Lord. And I mean, use that word as God, as deity to be saved. In other words, for a person to be saved, he must acknowledge that Jesus is God. I'll show you in just a moment. That he is, when it says he is Lord, that's his deity. Scripture references, let me give you two of them on this point. Acts 2.36 It says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both what? Lord and Christ. Romans 10, 9. Many of you are familiar with this verse. It said, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. There's that word, but it literally means that Jesus is Lord. And shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So what Romans 10, 9 is saying, salvation, one of the requirements of salvation is you and I to acknowledge Jesus for who he is. That he is God who took on human flesh. Confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord. That he is God. That's his deity. And the confession here is not made unto man. Confession made unto God. 
Because it goes on to say later on, I believe it's in Romans 10, 13, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the word Lord is another term giving to the Son of God. Number five. Number five. This is probably very familiar. A combination of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is another term given to God the Son. This is another official title, which is a combination of his personal name, Jesus, and his official title, Christ. Jesus Christ. Application. The emphasis is on the first word, Jesus, what he was to what he is, that is, Jesus, who humbled himself, is now exalted. Let me say that again. The emphasis here is on the first word, Jesus, what he was to what he is, that is, Jesus, who once humbled himself, is now exalted, the exalted one, Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Let's give you some scriptures. In fact, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to this one, please. <clears throat> Excuse me. I struggle more with my voice at the end of the day after talking much during the day. Acts chapter 4, verse 10, please. Acts chapter 4, verse 10. Turn there. Look for the phrase, Jesus Christ. Of course, that's throughout the Bible, but I want you to see it here. Acts 4.10. It says here, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of what? Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, Jesus Christ, doth this man stand before, stand here before you whole. Talking about it when there was one healed there. So Jesus Christ. Romans 6.23. Many of you know this verse already by heart. For the wages of sin is death. For the gift of God is what? Eternal life through who? Jesus Christ our Lord. Another one, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul said this, Paul and an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. We could cover so many more, but just a few references to that one. We're going to do one more title, one more name for the name of the Son of God. And number six, will be our last one for tonight. Number five was Jesus Christ. Guess what number six is? Christ Jesus. <laughs> Christ Jesus. This is another name given to him, the Son of God. Application here. Here, the emphasis is on the first word, Christ, which means he who exalted was once humbled. When it says Jesus Christ, he that was humbled was exalted. Christ Jesus, talking about the one who was exalted, was once humbled. That's what the word Christ Jesus means. Let me give you a couple of scripture references, three of them. In fact, uh, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, when Paul talks about how Christ humbled himself, he said, let this mind be in you, which was also who, in who? 
Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but going to say, but made himself for no reputation, but humbled himself, become a man, even and uh, took on a uh, man, death under the cross. Romans chapter eight, verse one. Romans eight, verse one. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And one more, Ephesians 2, 6, hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places with who? Christ Jesus. And there's so many more, but we're going to stop there because time is just about gone. We got three minutes before 8 o'clock. Please, if you would, take it home with you. Go over those again. Look those verses up. And... Uh, then we're going to look at number seven. There are 21 names given to Jesus, the Son, the Son of God. We're going to cover, there's only 10 mentioned here in this notes. Next week, I may go ahead and give you notes with the rest of them so you can fill those out. So please join us again next Wednesday night as we continue these names on the, the names of God in the New Testament. Let me close with this. I got two minutes. And we'll be done. You know, neither is a salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What is that name? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is the only way to have you here tonight, and you're not certain heaven's your home. God doesn't want you to go through life hoping or guessing where you might go when you die. You realize you can know that you have eternal life? So many people today, if you ask them, if you die today, would you go to heaven? They say, I hope so. I think I will. Maybe. But can you say, I know that I have eternal life? And that is true of all those who have personally received Christ as their Savior. The good news is, let me give you a couple things that are bad news, and we'll have to close with good news. The bad news, we're all sinners. Anybody here has never sinned before? We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because we've sinned, there's a price tag, there's a penalty. The wages of sin is what? Death. That means because we've sinned, there's a penalty to pay, and that's death. And the word death in the Bible means to be separated from God forever in a place called hell. That's bad news. The next bad news is you cannot save yourself. The good deeds, the, the righteous deeds you may do in life, nothing wrong with them, but they will not pay for sin because the wages of sin is not good works. The wages of sin is what? Death. But the good news is this. God loves you just the way you are. He loves sinners. He loves you and I. He loved us so much, he sent his son, Jesus, to pay the penalty of sin that we owe. The wages of sin is what? What did Jesus do on the cross? Die. Who did he die for? <laughs> me and you. He died for our sins, your sins. He was buried and he rose again. And the Bible says if you will believe that when he died, he died for you and trust him to save you and forgive you, that he would give you eternal life. Chances are most of you have done that. Some of you I don't know personally. So I just want to make sure that you have that assurance. So if you put, put your faith and trust in Christ to be your savior, God will give you eternal life, and when you die, you'll go to heaven. And you can leave here saying, I know that I have eternal life. It's 8 o'clock. Let's bow together.
Father in heaven, thank you for the free gift of eternal life. Thank you that salvation is not earned, it's not merited, it's not worked for on our part. All the work required for us to go to heaven, Jesus did at the cross. The price required for our salvation was paid for Jesus on the cross of Calvary when he died and shed his precious blood. And we can go to heaven through what he has done for us. Our part is simply to believe, to receive, to trust in Christ as our personal Savior, and you promise us the gift of eternal life. Father, go with us now. We go our separate ways. Bring us back the next appointed time. In Christ's name we pray, and amen.